Amen. I'm in Luke 15. And I want to talk to you for the next just really few, few moments about outpouring and about harvest. Because I, I feel like I am personally, I feel like I'm coming into a greater revelation. I feel like I'm coming into a greater understanding on how the angels of God are working with us in this hour. And I believe that more and more as a company, as a, an army of God, as the family of God, we're going to begin to see the, um, the impact, of, a visible impact of God's angelic work amongst us, working with us, working in our families, working in our businesses, working in the dream of the kingdom, working in the miracle campus, working in the harvest, working just as, as a progressive vision begins to unfold, we're going to, to say there's a notable shift. There's a notable difference of the power of God that's begun to accelerate, and we're going to recognize that angels are working amongst us. This is awesome. Luke 15, this is where I feel like I want to begin because it just, it just lays right where we were at last night. And, and then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. That's a really cool statement, isn't it? Look at that. Isn't that cool? Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him. <laughs> they wanted to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes, they complained, saying, This man, oh, he receives sinners and eats with them. <laughs> Look at that. They began to complain. This man, oh, he receives sinners, he eats with them. Oh, my gosh. And so he spoke this parable to them, and he said, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine? In the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. That is a powerful picture of our shepherd. Look at that picture. I want to read it to you again. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me. That's it. Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which is lost. And I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 just persons who need no repentance. Isn't that awesome? It's an awesome thought that we could actually add more joy to heaven. Did you catch that? It's an awesome thought that we could add more joy to heaven. I mean, there's a surplus of joy. <laughs> there's, an, there's an immeasurable amount of joy in heaven, yet you and I can actually add joy to heaven. It's what happened last night. It's what happened last night. And just seeing the Lord just take them, put them on his shoulder, and carry them home. Isn't that a beautiful picture? He calls his friends and he says, rejoice. You know, when we, when we give testimony like this, it's simply what it is. It's, it's, it's the culture of heaven. It's the culture of heaven. We are called to rejoice over those who were lost and now they are found. And the, the, the rejoicing and the celebration and the party needs to go on and on and on and on. Amen? I love it. I love it. Now I want you to turn, if you will, to Matthew 13. I want to look at this portion in a number of different verses because we're speaking tonight about outpouring and the harvest. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. I'm going to begin to read in verse 24. Are, are you with me? Can you say amen if you're there? Amen. All right. Another parable he sent forth to them. And he said, the kingdom of heaven... Is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while the men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares. <laughs> tares. Don't let me say Larry tonight, Lord. <laughs> just, just don't let me say it. 
He sowed tares among the wheat, and he went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then tares also began to appear. And so the servant of the owner, they came and they said, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? So then why do we have tares? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. The servant said to him, Do you want us to go and gather them up? He said, No, lest while you gather up the tares, you will uproot the wheat with them. Let them grow together. This is, this is interesting. Let them grow together until the harvest and at the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, first go gather the tares and bind them to be bundled and to burn them and gather the wheat into the barn. Wow. And then he put forth another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it becomes greater than the earth so that it becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. It's another picture literally of the cross and finding your refuge in the tree of life. Truly, that is what the cross is. The cross is the tree of life which, which we are to come and eat from. Paul writes about this in the book of Hebrews. He says those who serve the tabernacle or the law or the old order, they have no right to eat from the tree of life. But we're not under the law. We're under grace, and we find nesting in the branches of the cross. Are you with me tonight? Verse 36, I want you to move over. Jesus sent the multitude away. He went into the house. His disciples came to him, and they said, explain this parable to us of the tares in the field. <laughs> and you know what? I'm really glad that this is the way the Scripture reads, that they needed understanding. They didn't just hear and they, they got it. They said, man, they inquired. They inquired, Lord, we need to know what this means, right? He answered them. He said, he who sows the good seed is the son of, son of man, and, and the field is the world. And the good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, but the tares are the sons of the wicked one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. Notice, he's being very clear, Okay. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age. Watch this. And the reapers are the angels. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned into the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. And I want to just pause right here and tell you, ladies and gentlemen, once again, we know we are literally racing, racing, accelerating in time towards the end of the age right now. Verse 40 again, therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness. Wow. And will cast them into a furnace of fire where there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the words of Jesus. These are the words of Jesus. Are these paramount words? Are these the anchor? Are, is this everything? If you ever hear someone tell you there is no literal hell, there is no eternal hell, you need to know they are a false teacher. They are a false preacher. They are a false pastor. There is an eternal hell, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus made it very clear. It's all through his teachings. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and he buys the field. Go back to verse 38. Read the first five words. The field is the world. Read it with me. The field is the world. Say it again. The field is the world. Back to verse 44. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field or treasure hidden in the world, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has, and he buys that. And the field is the Over and over, it's the same story. Jesus said, in John chapter 5, he said, I'm not allowed or I don't have authorization to say anything on my own accord. I'm only allowed to speak that which my Father gives me. 
So if Jesus was saying it, that means the Father was speaking it. He got authorization to say it. So what he was saying to us is this is what the Father is doing right now. The, God so loved the field that when he found the treasure in that field, he gave all that he had to give to buy that field or to buy that world. Do you see it? It means that literally we are, can we receive it or not? We are the treasure of God. And God the Father was willing to give all that he had to give in the consummation of his son to purchase this field to rescue and save and redeem the treasure in this field. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. The field is the world. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid. And joy over it. He goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. And when he found one pearl of great price, he went and sold all that he had and he bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered some of every kind, which when it was full, they drew to shore. Watch this. And they sat down and they gathered the good into the vessels and threw the bad away. And so it was, and so it will be, excuse me. At the end of the age, the angels, watch this, the angels will come forth, separate the wicked from among the just, and cast them into a furnace of fire where there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Now, I'm deliberately doing something. I'm introducing just the conversation tonight about the ministry of angels and about how they move from the throne of God at the end of the age. And truly, we could call them harvesting angels. It's their assignment, right? They're harvesting angels. He said, they are the reapers. They're going to be sent forth, and they will separate the wheat from the chaff. Again, I'm coming into a greater revelation. Now, before I say this, we don't worship angels. But we sure don't ignore them. We're not to worship angels. In fact, angels always say in Scripture... When there was angelic encounters, the angels themselves, if someone ever fell down to worship, the angels would say, stop what you're doing. Get up on your feet. Do not do that. First, they'd say, don't be afraid, right? Don't be afraid. Save your lunch, right? <laughs> don't do that. Don't worship me. I am but a fellow worker with you. Catch that. I'm but a fellow worker with you. I'm praying that the Holy Spirit's going to bring an awakening in your heart and your spirit daily that angels are working with you. Amen. That angels are assigned to you and they are going forth with you. They are working on your behalf and everything great and small in your life. They are assigned to your destiny just as we prayed over you, hope, over your destiny, over your future. There are angels. There are angels assigned, assigned over your life and your purpose and your years and your life to come. And the husband that God's going to bring into your future. The kids that you're going to have. All of those things, angels are assigned to that purpose and that destiny. Isn't that awesome to just think about? It's awesome. We are the treasure of God. God treasures your life. He treasures you so much, he gave all that he had to give to buy you. And if that's not enough, then he said, I'm going to commission my holy angels on assignment to go with my sons and daughters everywhere that they go. I'm going to favor them. I'm going to bless them. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. I'm going to use them to war against the enemy. Come on, are you with me? Hebrews 1.7 tonight. Put it in your notes. And of the angels, he says, who makes his angel spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. I like this. You know, God's into fire. <laughs> have, you, have you recognized that? God's really into fire. He's, he likes fire. He is fire. He is fire. 
He makes angels and beings of fire. They're called seraphim. There's a river of fire that flows out from his throne, Daniel 7, verse 9 and 10. There's a river of fire. There's angels of fire. But notice what it says. It says, and of the angels, he says, who makes his angel spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. Go to verse 14 now. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? Isn't that powerful? God's angels are assigned to us and they are with us. I don't know how often we think about this practically in our life each day as we get up and we enter into the activities and the business that we've got to engage in and the people that we've got to engage with. You know, every time that Brent and I have to meet with people, we don't just go into that meeting. We pray in the spirit. On our way to the meeting, we say, Lord, direct this conversation. Holy Spirit, navigate this conversation. Direct it to where you desire it to go. Let there be awesome discoveries. Let there be joy. Let there be impartations. You know, let the bridges be built, the friendship, all those things. And then the wisdom of God. We pray over it for the activity of the Holy Spirit. But we also recognize the ministry of angels, that God has assigned angels to Bren and I, just like he's assigned them to Bruce and to Mary and to Susie and to Philip and to Don and to Christine. He's assigned angels to you everywhere you go. I want you to be... The Holy Spirit wants you to be, and I'm just a messenger to remind you. The Holy Spirit wants you to start getting a heart awareness and a, a, a cognitively aware. How about that? That sounds really deep. In the Greek, that means, no, I'm kidding. To be aware, to just be awakened that there are angels on assignment given unto you to minister to you. I'm not enough for my family. I'm not enough for my wife. I'm, I'm not enough for my son. I'm not enough for my daughter. I, I need more. I'm not enough for all of this. I, I need more. I need help. I, I, I pray and I trust and I assign. Father, I thank you that angels are going with my wife. I thank you that angels are going with my son. They're going before them. They're going behind them. They're, they're his rear guard, Lord. They're keeping him in all of his ways. And over. You see what I'm saying? We have to pray like this. We have to have revelation. We have to understand this. Because why is this important? Because I believe, I believe that we are going corporately to another dimension and another place where we're going to start seeing the activation of angels working amongst us in the increase of the harvest and the increase of the outpouring of the Spirit, as the glory of God begins to get much more heavier and compounded here, and we start seeing some of the most notable miracles and power breaking out amongst us, we're going to start recognizing the angels of God are working with us. And I'm telling you, even last night, the angels of God were working with all of you. I was watching you, but I was also aware of what we prayed, that the angels of God would be on assignment working with us. And they were. They were not only ministering to you, they started to minister to those that you were caring for. And you were shepherding, and you were loving, and you were bringing into the fold, and they were working with you. It's awesome, isn't it? Psalm 91, verse 11 and 12, it says, For he shall command his angels. I don't want you to miss that or hurdle over that too quickly. This is the Psalm of Moses. He will command his angels. That, that means it comes from God's throne himself. This is a command. He commands his angels. His angels are under command. His angels, they're, they're, not, they're not going rogue. They're not doing what they want to do. They are under command. Man, I feel that. Concerning to guard you in all your ways and their hands, and on their hands they shall bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. What a promise. What a promise. The angels of God are with us. Those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High, amen, shall abide 
under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say uh, of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, and my God in whom I will trust. And as you abide with the Lord in friendship every day, He's bringing those angels to care for you and to move any dangerous thing out of your life. You got to pray that way. Lord, just activate my angels. Activate my angels, Lord, to go before me to remove any dangerous thing in my path. Activate the angels, Lord, to bring blessings, to bring breakthrough. It's good, isn't it? Here's the words of Jesus, Matthew 18, verse 10. Matthew 18, verse 10, he says, Beware that you don't look down on any of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels are always in the presence of my heavenly Father. Whoo! What's he saying? He's saying the angels are assigned to us to guard us, to keep us. Powerful. Psalm 109 Psalm 109, verses 19 through 22. Let me read it. How about I do that? How about I read it? (laughs) I'm tired. (laughs) I'm just trying to flow in the anointing and flow with the Lord tonight. Tired. You all with me? (laughs) The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Somebody say amen right there. I want to read it again. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels. Praise the Lord, you his angels. You mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. There it is. They are soldiers under command. They are angels under command. You mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all you heavenly hosts. You his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. There it is. The angels are moving to do the bidding of the Lord. What's in the mind of the Lord? What's in in the mind of the Lord? What's in the intentions of the Lord? What's in the heart of the Lord? Now, we can't just think about this individually. We have to start thinking about this more often about corporately. The mind and the heart of the Lord for us corporately, how we're to move in this assignment for such a time as this, that angels would begin to move to do the bidding of the will of the Lord amongst us. God is going to unfold a vision to victory that's going to be far grander than what we're able to conceive up here. I feel, I, I feel like the Lord is really pressing on me and Bren and this house to do some things that's going to really stretch us. It's going to stretch us in the realm of education. It's going, to, it's going to stretch us in the realm of caring for children. There's some big things on the horizon, and we're going to need the angels of the Lord to do the bidding of the Lord to bring us favor that no man can achieve. Grand favor. Grand access, grand access, grand favor from the Lord with his angels working with us. Again, we don't worship angels, but we sure don't ignore them. And we need to, we need to come into a greater revelation, a greater understanding. God has his angels working with us on his behalf and on our behalf to bring his kingdom. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2 Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. And when I read this today, I was thinking about all of you. I watched you do this last night. I loved it. I saw love flowing out of you. I saw love pouring out of you. I saw the goodness of God coming out of you, touching lives, welcoming people. Watch this. It says, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing... Some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? 
Jason, I think I was watching you last night. I was back behind the pulpit. I was preaching. I was watching you over there by first watch. I was watching you grab people and just pray for people. Just, I mean, I don't know how many people you prayed for last night. It was amazing. You were just bold as a lion. I was like, yeah, get them. It was awesome. But you think about maybe last night, maybe, maybe you just happened to pray for an angel. God just had an angel come on through. I watched some individuals come through the crowd for a moment that really got my attention. And I was watching their actions and their responses. I was watching them. I was watching their posture and their stance. I, I was watching a lot of people pour out of the opera house last night. That, that as soon as they walked out, our worship was so loud and overwhelming. They were like, what in the world is going on in this park? And they were all dressed up nice, and they're, they're walking, and they were just moved right into the realm of the Spirit, moved right into the realm of the glory to begin to watch. They were captivated by what was happening. They were captivated by the Word that was pouring out. Man, guys, last night Jesus was being magnified over our city. was not beautiful. But I was watching some of the people, and I was like, hmm, <laughs> who are these people? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes God sends angels. There could be angels in this room right now. Earth angel, earth angel, would you be mine? I'm not an angel, ladies and gentlemen. There could be angels in this room right now. There are angels in this room right now. And if the Lord was to open up our spiritual eyes, I believe that that's going to happen to us too. I believe we're going to be in meetings and God's going to open the church's eyes to see his heavenly host and heavenly angels with us. I believe that. I believe we're going to, I've had dreams of it. I've had dreams of it. That God would manifest his angels that everybody would see it. I believe that's going to happen. I know it in my spirit. It's going to happen. I want you to go to Revelation 5 tonight. I'm talking to you about outpouring and the harvest. But also concerning angels amongst us. Jesus said he's going to send forth these harvesting angels in the last days. They're going to separate the wheat from the chaff. They're going to do a thorough cleansing. The things that offended, the things that brought lawlessness, they're going to be bound and they're going to be burned to the fire. That's very sobering, isn't it? It's very sobering. But then they're going to gather the wheat, the righteous, unto everlasting joy. Yay. <laughs> I don't know who that was, but I liked it. Yay. <laughs> oh, okay, that's who it was. Yay. <laughs> Can I get a yay in the church? Yay. <laughs> Christy. Yay. <laughs> that sounds like Isaac, uh, uh, Archer's son. When I asked him about his baptism, he's like, yep, yep. You're going to serve Jesus all your life, little buddy? Yep. <laughs> Revelation 5, and I want to make a closing point on this. I think it's very important. And then I looked, verse 11, I'm sorry. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels. <sighs> Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and 10,000 times 10,000. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power, wealth, wisdom, strength, honor, Glory and praise. Here's what I, why I grabbed this scripture tonight specifically. In the kingdom that is to come, 
we're going to be interacting with angels all the time. We're not just going to be interacting with the saints of old. We're going to be meeting Moses. We're going to be meeting David. Oh, oh, oh. We're going to be meeting with Peter, Paul. We're going to be meeting with the saints of old, of every generation. I said Peter and Paul. I didn't forget Ringo, and I didn't forget. I'm just <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry. To the point that I was making, we're going to be interacting with the saints of old. Think about this. I mean, you're going to see me in eternity. I'm going to see you in eternity. You're going to see me. We're going to be in our glorified bodies, Renee. We're going to be in our glorified bodies. We're going to be living eternally, and we're going to be sitting with the saints of old in all generations. Think of that. Forever alive. This corruption shall put on incorruption. This mortality shall put on immortality. For when we see him, we shall be changed. We shall be like him in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. We will be transformed. We will be in the resurrected life in the kingdom come. We will be with all the saints of old, but we will also be seeing the angels of God, these creations of God, the four living creatures, all of eternity. And we will be interacting with them and having fellowship with them. Think about that. It's a powerful, deep thought that you could begin to have conversations with the angel that was at your very birth. And began to watch over you as you were a little girl, a little boy. Began to watch over your life. Was there through all of your life, all your adolescent years into your adulthood. Who watched over everything, having a conversation. Imagine the things that they might tell you about what they observed about your life. That they saw from a completely different perspective and a reality than what we thought virtual reality. Yeah, I was there when that happened. Yeah, you were? Yeah. Let me tell you what I was doing. Wow, you were doing that? Yeah, yeah, I was doing that. I was working right alongside you. I was with you in that. I was the one strengthening you and, and encouraging you. I was the one holding on to you when you felt all alone, when you were having suicidal thoughts. When everybody abandoned you, I remember that. I was there, and this is where we were, and this is where we went for a, a walk along the river. I was right there with you. Are you hearing me? The angels were there. We'll interact with them. We'll talk with them. We'll see them. But we will also witness them worshiping God. And they have been before the face of God throughout eternity past going into eternity future. We will watch what it is like. They will watch what it is like for the bride of Christ to now be summoned and all together into eternity future, worshiping God, angels, and humankind creation, the redeemed. It's awesome to think about. But I want to come into the present. I believe the greatest, greatest Glorious outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the harvest is now upon us before the return of Jesus. And the angels are at work in the earth. I, I think about this, ladies and gentlemen. We understand that. How many of you, 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 you kind of, you think you have a pretty good grasp or, a, or an understanding on the Antichrist spirit? Not the Antichrist himself, the Antichrist spirit. Can I see your hands? Well, it's because the, the Antichrist spirit has worked. The, these spirits have been in the earth for thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years, right? They've worked in humanity. That's why you see all of these things. I mean, the same spirits that were, that were circling and working in Nimrod in, in the book of Genesis was right there working with Adolf Hitler in World War II. These angels are right there. But see, there's these angels 
have also been at work doing their work. Some of these angels have been in the greatest outpourings of the Holy Spirit on planet Earth. They were involved in the Welsh revival, but they've been involved in the Azusa Street outpouring. They've been down in South America, right, in the Brazilian and Argentine revival. All of these angels, they have, they have their assignments. And sometimes God shifts them into different places for new geographical assignments for generations. I won't belabor this point. Many years ago, uh, before I say this, most of you know Pastor John Kilpatrick is about to come here in August in Dutch Sheets. You excited about that? It's going to be great. It's going to be powerful. This is a divine gathering. This is a very, very significant gathering. Very significant. Probably about 15 years ago, I was speaking at a a conference with Pastor Kilpatrick. He and I were speaking at the same place. and, And we bonded. We connected. We went for walks together. And I had known him from a distance. I had known him through revival, but then we we bonded and relationship really formed. And that's when he just said, Brian, I need to come to be with you. This was in the first first church that we pastored in this region. And I left him that day and I went to the airport in Pittsburgh. I've spoken about this maybe a few times here. But I kept hearing like the rustling of papers. It was a very strange thing. This is, this is hard to explain. I kept hearing from the time I left Pastor Kilpatrick's presence to my drive to the Pittsburgh airport to sitting at my terminal alone away from people. I was hearing the rustling of papers. It was the strangest thing. I'm like, Lord, what is that? What is that? That is so strange. I closed my eyes. I began to pray. And I'm going to tell you what I saw. I saw that angels that were with Pastor Kilpatrick had been given new assignments and they were given to go and travel with me back to Florida. I'm not going to go into more details about that. Maybe I will another time. But I knew that there was a significant increase of angelic activity. Soon after that, we had an angel come into our house, into our bedroom, all night long with me and Brent. The whole night he was in there. I'm saying this to you to just awaken this reality that God is working amongst us and his angels are working with you. And something greater is coming, something accelerated is coming, and we're going to be working in the harvest together. There was such joy and excitement with what happened last night. There was such beauty. There was such maturity. There was, there was such a great representation of the kingdom. I believe the heart of God was so pleased. I believe the angels of God that were working with us were so pleased. But there's something accelerated coming where we're going to recognize Okay, this is a whole nother level. This is a, this is a whole nother level. I don't say this. I'm not playing around right now. I don't say, I don't say this to sound grandiose. We, we at Victory, we are not about hype. We are not about gimmicks. We're not about that. Okay. It's not who we are. I'm saying this because I'm under a conviction and I believe we're going to start seeing greater angelic heavenly activity amongst us. And amongst the work here, in here and out in the city, in here and out in the city, in here and in your home, in here and in your business. Just creative ideas that just just out of nowhere, God just, just breathes on you and shows you, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Let's believe for that. Amen?
Let's believe for that. Do you receive this word tonight? Amen. The king is amongst us. The king is amongst us. Why don't you go ahead and put your Bibles aside and let's put our, our hands out to receive from the Lord. Let's just exalt the Lord right now. Let's exalt his presence. exalted you are exalted you are the king you are the king Lord your holy angels are with us to do your bidding your dream and your intention tonight Lord we pray your kingdom come your will be done here as it is in heaven as it is in heaven Lord we ask you to release through this open heaven that you have provided for us, King Jesus. You ripped open the veil of the heaven so that, Lord, your angels can ascend and descend upon the house of God. Lord, Lord, increase your angelic activity to bring power, to bring favor, to release your glory, to release the harvest to release, wow, to release provisions, provisions that are necessary for this vision. Thank you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord. We exalt you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. You say amen. How many of you received this word tonight? Remember this, what, what's going to happen, thank you, perfect, thank you. What's going to happen in August, August 12, 13, 14, glory and fire, it's very significant. But what's more significant is that you and I are the stewards of the glory. And we together are building the altar for this region. We have two mighty generals in the body of Christ coming. We cannot take this for granted. We have mighty generals that are coming to be with us. They are fathers. Guys, we have major favor. We have major favor. It's very significant what's going to come. They're going to help us. These generals are going to help us in the realm of breakthrough. But there's also mighty heavenly hosts and angels that are going to move in, and I'm prophesying, to a new assignment to this region as those two generals come to us. And there's a whole other realm of activity that God's going to bring. Let's just say, God, we prepare the way. Amen? We prepare the way of the Lord. Lord, ready us. Pray it tonight. Lord, ready us. Make us ready. May I stand at attention every day. May I stand at attention. May I be aware of my heavenly calling, this calling over us, this calling for Sarasota. Hallelujah. 
I'd like our ushers to come tonight. I want you to go ahead and begin to prepare your giving. Those of you online, if you would prepare yourself, those of you in the house, you can give on our app tonight. You can give by way of our website tonight. You can give with the offering envelopes. Lift your hand high if you need an offering envelope tonight. Ushers, if you would move quickly through the congregation. Thank you for your giving. Those of you online, I want to thank brand new partners for giving. I'm telling you, I am just, my wife and I are so touched by those that are just coming alongside. We just received a really generous offering from someone in Oklahoma. We have no idea who they are. I mean, just, just, just bless this ministry. Just awesome. It's just awesome. We are so grateful. Guys, we listen, I want you to know, we, we celebrate what God is doing amongst us financially here at Victory. Um, there's no doubt about it, this is, this is a tough time. How many of you have recognized gas is going up? <laughs> Thought I was the only one here that, that, yeah, things are radically changing, but you know what? God is also providing all of our needs, isn't he? According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He's going to take care of us. He's good. He's good. When you pray, we're about to receive the offering. Now listen, what I'm saying, it puts zero pressure on anybody in this room or anybody watching online. It's, a, it's about faith. It's about faith. When you pray for victory, when you pray for us, Pray for miracle finances to come from the north, south, east, and west to apprehend the miracle properties that God wants us to possess for this hour that's going to facilitate the vision. It requires money to do that. If the Lord has us open a school from K through 12, it's going to require a miracle property and a school to take care of children. That's way bigger than, than us, right? I mean, God's going to bring in gifted people, gifted teachers. He's going to bring in fathers. He's going to bring in mothers to care for children. My wife is getting ready to go back to Morningstar. She'll be in North Carolina at the end of this month. She's going for education reformers. And I feel like, you know, Brent is just one of those tips of the spear for us in the education mountain. And there's many in this house. There's many, many in this house. But Brent is going to be at Morningstar for the, the educational reformers. I believe it's very significant. We're asking God for some big things and to continue to speak to us on how to do some things, some big things. You know, there's never been a time in America's history that more parents are pulling their children out of public schools. There's never been a time that more families... been a time that more families are saying, I'm going to step up and I'm going to homeschool my kids. There's never been a greater time where parents are looking for the right placement to protect their children to get an amazing education. I mean, Chris, Chris works at Inspiration Academy right up in Bradenton. We were just talking about this the other day. Their, their enrollment is overflowing, overflowing. Parents are coming in everywhere to find good education. It's, it's amazing. I mean, we, we, could see, we could see Christian schools quadruple. Think of that in this region. It's needed, isn't it? All of these things are they're needed. And God wants to talk to us. God wants to talk to us about things that may be, man, it may be uncomfortable for us. We've got to grow into it. 
God's going to send his angels to help us grow into it. Amen? So when you pray for victory, one of the things I want you to pray for is for the miracle, miracle provisions so that we can access the things that God wants us to access. Not so that we can live large and, you know, oh, Brian's got some grandiose vision. He's going to be out on a yacht six days a week, Sarasota Bay. Nope. Not going to do it. There's things to get done and accomplished for the kingdom. Amen. There's something happening tonight. I'm tired, but I'm also getting holy pauses. And it's like the Lord is just like stopping me. And like, and then there's more weightiness that's coming on me. And it's his presence. So good. So good. Lord, we thank you that it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your spirit. It's by your spirit that everything's going to become accomplished. It's by your spirit, Lord, all of these things will come forth. It's by your spirit. It's by you sending your heavenly host and your angels to get the job done for this hour, for this assignment. Thank you, Lord, for helping us in this time. Thank you. God, for Restoration Fellowship. Thank you for this church. Thank you for this campus. Thank you for their team, their staff. Thank you for the love that they have for us. Thank you for the love that we share for them. Thank you for this time. But Lord, we know that you have far more. You have far more. Lord, we thank you that you are breaking us out of containment. Say that tonight. Lord, you're breaking us out of containment. Lord, you're breaking us out of confinement. Say that tonight. Lord, you're breaking us out of confinement. And you're enlarging us. You're enlarging our tent. You're, you're enlarging, Lord, our possession. You're enlarging our land. We're lengthening the ropes, Lord. We're putting down the stakes. And Lord, we ask for more tonight. We ask for more. We ask for more because there must be a revival house, Lord, for the harvest. There must be a house of awakening in this region where people can flock and encounter the glory and the face of God. There must be a house of deliverance. There must be a house of encounter where the fire of God rests. And people say, oh, God is alive there. Our God reigns. Our God reigns. Lord, we bless this offering tonight. We bless every seed that has been sown. We bless every seed all the tithe, all the offerings. We thank you for partners around the country in so many states that are investing into this vision, new friends and partners. And Lord, we thank you for the faithful family right here in the house, Lord, that is sowing, that is investing into the vision. I pray God's prosperity and blessing and favor over your life, that every one of your needs are completely met with excess, more than enough, more than enough. He is El Shaddai. He is the God of more than enough. He's the God of abundance. Lord, delight in your people in prospering them, prospering them. offering, I want to tell you something. I was reading something just the other day about Oral Roberts' life. And I was reading how 
out in Tulsa, Oklahoma, he was walking these cow pastures out in Tulsa, and God was putting a vision in him while he would walk this land and he would speak in tongues. He would walk out on these cow pastures, just speak in tongues, speak in tongues for hours, hours, hours. And then he began to interpret his tongues. And he began, as he began to interpret the spiritual tongues that God was giving him, God was giving him the vision for ORU. And then God also gave him the ability and the vision to begin to raise the finances to buy 323 acres to buy that land. That's a pretty good vision. 323 acres to build the ORU campus, the Oral Roberts University campus and the hospital and all of it. I've been out there. It's magnificent. I've been out there in glory times. Magnificent. You know, it's a miracle what God did through Oral Roberts' life. A miracle. And it happened by just being a friend with God and out praying in the Spirit. God, what do you want? God, what do you want? God, what do you want? God said, I'm going to give you this land. I'm going to give you all this land, 323 acres. It's amazing what some of our amazing pioneers and generals in the body of Christ have done before us. Don't you thank God for them? Don't you thank God for generals that plowed and believed God before us? I do. I cherish them. Let's ask big. Amen? Let's ask big. Let's dream big. God, what do you want to do? Show us what you want to do. Lord, I just present myself before your throne tonight, and I ask you, I ask you to give us the spirit of revelation and the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of counsel and the spirit of might and the spirit of the fear of the Lord to be able to accomplish this vision and that you will give us miracle, exceedingly great miracle provision to build what you require to take care of the harvest from the youngest of lives to little infant babies, little children, just toddlers and on through the schools and families and, and young people and a worship center, God, and a, a prayer center and a furnace of prayer that's always burning that people walk into the house of prayer. And there we are, God, before your face. And then let us dream it and then let us say it and let us confess it and let us see it materialize and become a reality. And we will give you all the glory. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Ushers, go ahead. Yeah, honey, come. Bible in it 
you know, it says the beauty of the Lord be upon us. But just a few days ago, I really, when I was in prayer, I felt like the Lord was saying, he highlighted the other translation to me about the favor of the Lord being upon us and um, just to encouraging me to pray for God's favor to increase upon us. Because I believe that us receiving this property, there is an establishment that's coming and there is a confirming of God that's coming upon us and, and an establishing of what he is wanting to do in this region. And I know sometimes people get um, frustrated, you know, and and I don't understand everything in the spirit realm. I'm not saying I do, but, but I think sometimes people get frustrated and they feel, they come to a point where they feel like, oh, something's blocking it, something's blocking this, you know, but, but if you look, I just want to encourage you with the life of David because David, and, and David is very significant to this city um, and what God wants to do in this city. You know, the, the emblem of the city of Sarasota is the statue of David, King David, the city seal. And so, um, but, but with King David, you know, the Bible never said, they, King David had to wait many, many years before the promise and the anointing of him being king actually was established and came to pass. And, but the scripture never says that the enemy was blocking that. It wasn't about that. It's about God and what God was doing. And sometimes we get impatient in the faith and patience process of what God is wanting to do because God wasn't just establishing some natural kingdom with David that, that all these other kings, you know, had God was establishing an eternal throne through David and that ain't going to come lightly you know and I believe what God wants to do here in this house through this company of people is not something that you know is light it's not something that God you know that that God's going to do lightly it's something that needs strongly established. And sometimes it takes the faith and the patience and the working it out and, and you know, whatever to, to make it happen and to make it come to pass. And so um, I just want to encourage you in that. But I just also feel right now that corporately, I want to encourage you in your personal time as you're praying, let's pray together corporately that the Lord will increase the faith his favor upon us in, in allowing us to step into this establishing and this confirming of what God is doing in this house and in, in, through this company of people. So Lord, right now, we just, we ask you, Father, that you would do this. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us in a greater measure, Lord. Take us into greater measures of your favor. Lord, in the spirit and in the, in the spiritual realm, but also in the natural realm, in this city and region, Lord, for what you're wanting to accomplish through us, Lord, for your kingdom purposes. Lord, we align ourselves with you, and we thank you that what you're doing is eternal, Lord, and it is connected to eternity. We thank you that it is not light, Lord, but what you're wanting to place upon us is something that has great gravity and great measure. And you, and, and you're not just going to give it out easily. But Lord, we wait for it. And we receive it. And we align ourselves with you to receive it, Lord. We love you, God. We give you our lives completely. We say yes to you and your ways, Lord. And we set ourselves apart unto you. Not to do all that we want to do, Lord, but to do what you want to do and what you want to establish in this region and in the earth. And we thank you for the calling. We thank you for choosing us. We thank you for justifying us. And we thank you for glorifying us. In Jesus' name.
Let's open the altars. Let's pray. Amen. It's been a powerful night, hasn't it? It's been a good night. Amen. Altar team, if you'll come and join me here. If you have any need that you feel like you need agreement on tonight, if you desire the baptism of the Holy Spirit with fire tonight, whatever it may be, you need a healing tonight. We want to pray for you. This team is ready to pray for you. So, Father, we consecrate our altars tonight. We thank you, God, that you move in our midst. You confirm your word with signs and wonders. And, Lord, as we pray, there will be heavenly transactions that happen. In Jesus' name. And Brent and I, we just speak a blessing over every one of you that this will be a miracle, miracle week. The goodness of God will just chase you down. <laughs> favor of God will chase you down. And I pray that you would have such an awareness that God's angels are working with you for your assignment in life. Hallelujah. Be blessed. Good night, everybody.